Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Alabama AgCast. I'm Russ Durrance, Commodity Director for the Poultry, Pork, and Dairy Divisions for the Alabama Farmers Federation. Today I have Joe Murphy in the studio to share with us a little bit about the State Poultry Committee and all that they've worked on this year. Joe's the chairman of the poultry division here at the Farmers Federation and also manages 14 broiler houses as well as a cattle operation in Pike County with his wife Candace and their three kids. Joe, thanks for being with us in the studio today. I surely appreciate the opportunity to be here today and and, um, excited to participate in today's episode and to share with the listeners about all the, the neat things that we've been able to work on on the committee in the last in the last year and over the course of the nine years that I've served on the committee. So here at the Farmers Federation, we've got 17 different commodity divisions and committees made up of members all over the state of Alabama. These committees get to work on different policy issues that surround their specific industry. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the State Poultry Committee, Joe. Well, I'd I'd like to back up a little bit further than that. I've been bumping around in an alpha insurance office since 1988. My mother was an agent for 25 years. I've known Alpha Insurance longer than I've known the Alabama Farmers Federation, but I started participating in Farmers Federation events on a county and state level in 1995. I attended my first Young Farmers Conference then at the age of 19. As I've grown in the Federation as far as knowing people and learning about the commodity department, and the different committees that are made up through the Commodity Organization Department. Poultry's always been one that I've had my eye on the ball, you could say. We, we built chicken houses, my dad did, in 1990, so that puts us in 30 years of producing poultry. I myself built my first four in 1998 and then acquired four more in 2004. So poultry is a big part of our farm. And prior to serving on the State Poultry Committee, I was on the State Young Farmers Committee and and the, the equine committee. I had never thought about trying to be on the poultry committee. I always thought it was one of those hard to attain, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, but I've always looked at it as one of those committees that was just hard to get on because poultry is so large in the state. And I had a couple of um, of men who I'll call friends from our county board that kind of put a bug in my ear about considering that I should try to seek a position on the state committee. And um, and then through the, you know, coming up through the county nomination process and, and the election at the commodity organizational meeting, and, and here we are. Well, that sounds great, Joe. Obviously, you've had an opportunity to serve not only as a committee member, but also the chairman of our poultry committee over the last couple of years. What do you think it is about the State Poultry Committee and state committees in general that are such a valuable asset to the Farmers Federation? It, it gives true grassroots attention. Um, you know, it's one of the one of the valuable things about the commodity committees, whether it's anything from pork to poultry to hay and forage or wildlife. You've got active members of the of those commodities participating in the field on their own farms or whatever they're in management positions or whatever position they have in it but they are they're they're actively in the commodity and the the federation feeds off of the issues that we have day in and day out in our 
in our different commodities. And one of the great things about the state committees is that it gives you the chance to pool those issues together as a group of farmers, as a group of producers, to help give direction to the leaders in the organization as to how the organization should act or react to issues that we face as producers. Well, Joe, it sounds like you've kind of laid out the groundwork for the fact that our grassroots members of these commodity committees are bringing issues aboard to the Federation staff and then trying to get the staff and the committee as well kind of in unison to work work out and react to these issues and try to make a difference for these specific commodities. We all know 2020 has kind of been an interesting year for everybody, um, but I know the State Poultry Committee has had a lot of excitement around their committee and made a big difference for poultry farmers in Alabama. Talk to us about some of the issues you guys worked through uh, and how you guys made a difference in 2020 for uh, Alabama's poultry industry. This has been probably the busiest year that the poultry committee, as far as I, that I can recall, going back into my nine years of, of being on the committee, this is probably our busiest year that we've ever had. It all goes back into January, even before the uh, the current elections of the committee we have now, when the GYPSA announced that they were going to open their books for revision on some of their language and, and things like that. And then, and then knowing that 2020 was the the earmarked year for the AFO-CAFO rules opening the door and uh, changes of languages and things like that. So I remember after our commodity organizational committee elections for 2020, uh, during our first sit-down at that setting, we uh, one of the things I challenged the committee on was to to be as involved as possible. This was going to be a great year and a busy year and that we needed to meet the challenge of the issues that we were going to have in front of us, we needed to, we definitely needed to, to make sure that we were as productive as we could absolutely be. Um, I, I don't know how many committees have had an opportunity to work on so many issues under one calendar year as as we have this year, and it's just been a great year to be on the committee. Yeah, Joe, so a few of the different issues that we kind of got an opportunity to work on were, like you said, we got a a chance to work on some of the GYPSA stuff. Uh, We had an opportunity to react to the challenges of COVID-19 as far as it relates to the impacts that had on poultry producers. Um, Part of that was working with the Department of Agriculture on the Alabama Ag Stabilization Program. Talk to us real quick about kind of how the state committee worked with the Department of Ag as far as the Alabama Agricultural Stabilization Program. A lot of the different uh, issues as far as it relates to the State Poultry Committee and the busy year that you guys had. We know 2020 had a lot of challenges for a lot of different people, especially as it relates to COVID-19. COVID-19 delayed processors at poultry processing plants. It related to longer out times for a lot of poultry producers. And how did that kind of work and the State Poultry Committee react to those challenges, especially as it relates to the Alabama Ag Stabilization Program? The... um the Alabama Ag Stabilization Program was born of the the need that we felt like poultry producers were being left out of some of the national programs. We we do all carry mortgages. We have fixed costs that we have to make, and we definitely make our livelihood from our poultry production. With so many of the uh, recreational shutdowns that, that occurred due to the COVID-19 outbreak, we saw a, a a marked increase in our out times. It was not a not a supply issue on our poultry, but a demand issue. There was just no demand for the meat 
uh, parts of the time of this year. And the, the committee responded by wanting to help implement something that would help producers across the state. So starting with help from Auburn University, we had a, a survey conducted uh, that was just a simple Q&A on some of the issues and how, how we'd seen effects on our farms. And, and, and then once these results of this survey were, were sent in, the Farmers Federation, along with the Department of Agriculture, helped draft up the stabilization program that resulted in over $4 million being released out to um, poultry producers, a lot of it based on the different lengths of out time over a, over a block of six or eight months, whatever it was, just to help compensate growers for money that was, that was lost during the COVID shutdowns. Well, Joe, it certainly sounds like the state committee has uh, left their mark on 2020 as far as trying to make an impact for poultry producers in the state and trying to better their lives and try to implement some better changes that will allow poultry producers to withstand the challenges of different things like COVID-19. Um, I know that you also had an opportunity to work on the CAFO um, revisions for this year. That's concentrated animal feeding operation language and kind of some of the permits poultry producers have to abide by. Uh, Joe, tell us just real quick kind of a little bit about CAFO and kind of how that finished up. One of the biggest revisions that we saw in the CAFO language changes were the fact that the permitting system has increased from an annual renewal up to a five-year renewal period. You know, everything's not ironed out yet to know who will get, you know, the, the different lengths of permits out the gate and things like that. I do know that part of the plans that our commodity organizational meeting will be a full sit down of the um, CAFO changes and, and what it's going to mean for the farms that fall under that ruling. Yeah, I appreciate that, Joe. We are going to have another opportunity to talk kind of with all of our poultry producers at the commodity organizational meeting in February, uh, kind of about some of the CAFO changes as well as other issues that face the poultry committee. Uh, that meeting is obviously open to all poultry producers in the state or anyone who wants to attend. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited to get our committee in front of those people and share a little bit about kind of what we've done in 2020 and kind of what we're looking forward to in the future. I do want to know, though, Joe, what advice would you give somebody who may be interested in joining or thinking about state commodity committees and maybe the importance that they play? Yeah, it's always important to be involved, whether it's a county or state level. Don't sell yourself short on where you stand as, as the fact of being involved or your ability to be involved. If you're not on a committee, come to as many meetings as you can. Get involved with your commodity organization department in your county. Uh, come to the commodity organizational meeting in February. Participate in the commodity conference in August. That's right, August. Uh, and get to know people. Get to know other people across the state. Getting to know how they're how they run their their, their farms. And communicating is is the the biggest asset to me that, that comes out of the state committees. I would recommend that somebody get to know people within the industry and the state committee would be just a accessory of, of what you kind of already are involved in. That's right, Joe. Um, and kind of like you said a little bit earlier, you said, I don't think any other commodity division has had as much activity this year as our poultry division. And we, we couldn't have got anything done if it weren't for you and your leadership as our chairman of the committee. So I appreciate all of the work that you've done kind of driving the committee and keeping our committee members involved and continuing to influence them so that we can get things like the Alabama Ag Stabilization Program done. We can work on CAFO comments. Uh, we can work with industry partners like the 
Poultry Technology Center, who will be at our commodity organizational meeting. It was a joy getting to getting to work with you this past year. I hate that you're having to step down off of our committee, but I appreciate you being in the studio with us today. Russ, I sure appreciate being here, man. And it has been a, a fast nine years, I can tell you that. But I do look forward to staying involved on the committee or not. Y'all are still going to have to listen to me talk somewhere <laughs> or another. But I do appreciate everything. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you guys listening today and tuning in to today's episode of the Alabama AgCast. Please stick around for today's wrap-up from Brady Raglan. He's going to share a little bit more information today about the Commodity Organization meeting coming up in February and how to get involved with that. Thank you. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap-up. Here at the Alabama Farmers Federation, we hope you all enjoyed a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday season. As we start to plan out the new year, We want to make sure you have the upcoming Commodity Organization meeting on your calendar. Scheduled to be held February 1st through 3rd in Montgomery, this meeting provides an opportunity to learn from guest speakers, elect new state committee members, and enjoy fellowship with farmers from across the state. Please visit alphafarmers.org slash events before January 19th to get registered. If you have any questions about registration, please contact your local fieldmen, county president, or us here at the home office for more information. We hope to see you there. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.